Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Muscle and the Hustle podcast. We are live from Swords in Primal Production Studios. And yes, you're lucky you can see my face on YouTube or on Spotify, if I'm correct. Spotify, yep. If we can actually get it uploaded in time this time. So, look, we're just going to go straight into this. I think I need to hit the start. There we go. There's the minutes timed. And we're literally just going to kick straight off. And Mickey actually thought of some really good topics for once in a blue moon, because usually I have to carry. That's why my back is so wide and thick and big, because it's just lumping Mickey about for the past three years. Now, diving straight into this, I think this is a really good topic. And it's actually... Not that I feel like self-love is bad, or but I feel like it can be demonized. There's this thing, yeah. I, it can be very, very picked on, and we're just going straight on this this week. It, it's one of these things where like, if you aren't building your own self-worth, we talked about this before, people are letting self-worth be validated through others. Yeah. Self-worth isn't actually their own self-worth, it's other worth. Yeah. And I feel like self-love is supposed to be how you view yourself. So it doesn't mean you love yourself, it means your self-acceptance. So for example... Yeah. Do I love, did I, like, really good example is, did I love my cauliflower ear whenever I first really noticed it? Do you know the pointy one? Like, can you see it with there? Let me lift it off. cauliflower ear. Like. It's not cauliflower, but there's a point, I would say elf ear. So I have, like, a bit of a pointy ear. And the first time I recognized it, I probably was a wee bit like, oh, I don't like that. You know, I wish I could change that. And then slowly over time, I've grown to, like, well, I can't change it. I probably could with surgery or something. But I couldn't really be arsed. <laughs> and on top of that, it's one of these things where eventually you learn to accept it. And I actually quite like it as a Kirk, even though people say, you know, symmetry is like the most important thing with aesthetics and good looking. You know, like the more your face matches up. Uh, but I'm actually like, I quite like that that's quirky because it's different. And it's yeah. one of the things where I feel like whenever people say self-love, they think of a girl posting or pictures her knickers or she loves herself, he loves himself. There is nothing wrong with loving yourself. You're actually in a very strong position. The problem is a lot of people pretend to love themselves online or pretend to yeah. love themselves yeah. when deep down they're struggling and they're wanting that external validation to prove their self-worth. Whereas if you actually do have self-love, yeah. you accept not just your strengths, your flaws. but your flaws. And that is the hard, I feel like that is the hardest thing to do. And the thing is, it's, it's like we were talking about that AA prayer. It's my favorite quote. We done a couple of podcasts ago and you had to read it out and it was like, God grant me the serenity to know the things I can't change. Yeah. Uh, what with her? With her? What is it? We we keep fucking it up. That's how much I love it. It's pretty much, and people will know this, but it's literally What's it called again. It's the the air air prayer, and it's pretty much, God grant me the courage to change the things I can, I grant me the serenity to know the things I. What is it? Go ahead. We've butchered this completely. God, grant me the serenity to accept things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I love that. That's exactly what it is. And it's the same with self-love. Like, if you can't change something, you need to learn to accept it because all you're doing is giving yourself a hard time. It's like yeah. whenever you make a mistake. And for me, it's one of these things where for a long time period, I would have treated myself quite confident. It would have been like, oh yeah, I love my body. But if it was heavy, it was fat, or I was really, really lean, so there's certain stages where I would love it and then dislike it Yeah. versus enjoying the entire process. The same with like, your relationship, accepting that sometimes it's going to be shit, sometimes it's going to be good, but enjoying the journey because you can't have the highs with the lows. The, yeah. The, it's, it's one of these things Well, the highs don't feel as high without the journey. Exactly. Without the grind. So if like, like if you become a millionaire overnight by winning the lottery, you know, there's always, most of the time it never works out for them. Yeah, there's just the people, The people that like earn the money normally they don't lose it as quick. 70% of lottery winners in Australia go back to broke within three years. Yeah. Go and back to the exact yeah. same. Now that's only one country, but the really good example of that is what builds your wealth and what keeps your wealth is two different skill sets. Becoming yeah. rich and staying rich 
two different skill sets. And yeah. that's the thing. You don't learn that skill set until you've actually accumulated it yourself because it's managing finances, it's time management, it's not spunking the fucking money. Don't get me wrong, I would love to go out and buy a Lamborghini and say, fuck it. But the thing is, what am I smarter getting? Three, four extra houses that are going to give me passive income or driving around going, look at the fucking size of my fucking balls in this yoke. And when you break it down, yes, there's a fun choice. Yes, there's a safe choice. But what gives me a lot less stress is knowing I have X extra coming in every month yeah. than going, I have now I have four grand going out because I want to look like the big knob. Now, not saying I'll never get a supercar. Don't never say never. But at the same time, it's, fit, man. It, see, I've been in a Lamborghini Huracan, mate. And see, I'm fucking small. I yeah. am small fry. Yeah. And see me actually getting that low to get in and out of the fucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it feels like you're in a fucking tin of Pringles driving about. Well, it's I, not I, comfy. I drove from Bangor to Dublin Airport in a Porsche 911 or something turbo, which is a pretty much quarter of a million car. And I came, I got out of the car at Dublin Airport vibrating. It's that hard of a ride because it's like a, a, ra- a racing car. Comfort is... F- There's no comfort in it. See, comfort's what I'm all about. Like, like yeah. see, a Mercedes, a Ferrari, if you're going to go a supercar, is the way to go because yeah. you've got the good mix of luxury, luxe, everything, versus like, don't get me wrong, I've nothing wrong if you want to get a McLaren, but you may as well drive a fucking shoebox. If you hit yeah. something, you are fucking daily bread. Uh, okay. Now, in the self-love sphere, I feel like this is one yeah. of these things where people think, I'm going to become Russell Brand, grow long hair, and all of a sudden tell you to love everything about yourself. You building your weak points out, building your strengths, you actually working on yourself is beautiful and that's what you really want to do. It'll make you happier. Self-improvement is key. So I'm not saying never chase self-improvement, but don't beat yourself up for things you cannot change. Like if you're going, I have an insecurity about my height for toxic with me. Yeah. The more I battle that, the more that's going to fuck with my head, the more that's going to affect my confidence, yeah. how I feel in situations. And you think, well, how do I, how do you build around that? Like, how do you actually, how do you learn to self-accept things, do you think? Like, how have I accepted that, like, say, well, for example, like that? I know how I do it. Is, is it change? Can, can you change it? Can you change your height? No. No. Hang, hang upside down, maybe. Hang upside down. Just pull my arms. Give, give us a go here, quickly. Get stretched, right? Can, but can, is, can you control it? No. That's just the hand you're dealt. Now, with me, with my thing, like, carrying extra weight, right? Can I control that? Yeah. Am I... Am I going to do something to change that? Do I have an excuse? No. When, you know, do, can I go to the gym? Can I eat less? Yeah. Am I doing it at the minute? Yeah. Was I doing it nine months ago? No. Was that my choice? Yeah. So, no, you, I, I had no excuses. But I want to be six, I'm six foot one, not to show off, Tony. Can I be six foot two? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> can I be five foot eight? No. You know what I mean? That's, Control the controllables, you know. If it's something, you know, if there's some part of your body that you don't like, because maybe, maybe, like, maybe you've got small calves like Tony, right? Son, please. Everyone knows your land now. <laughs> now, he, he calls himself ball bag calves now. Ball bag calves. <laughs> I don't call myself, I was christened. Right. It's my middle right. name. <laughs> right. But, you know, if that's a thing, you know, if there's something, if you want to be fitter, faster, stronger, but you want to change it, work on it. If you're not, it's like go- that air prayer, no? it yeah. really is. It's if you're just- not going to work on it, don't give out about it. You know that saying, like I've never complained to other people about being out of shape because it's my own. It's up to me. I've trained now hard from. You're looking a hand out when people do that. Exactly, you're looking someone to Simple. go. Ah, you're not that bad, lad. And you're like, no, I'm a fucking lazy mess. Yeah. I know exactly. But then you get people go, oh, I'm. You know, I'd love to be this. I'd love to look like that. I'd love to look like Chris Hemsworth. 
then fucking do something you don't, about you it. You love the food, you love the balance, you love the drinks, you love the crack with your family, whatever it is. Aye. You just love it a bit more. And no, there's nothing wrong with it. No, do you, do you want to look like Chris Hemsworth or do you want to eat at McSpicy and McDonald's every night of the week? Yeah, but it's the thing of, is it, it's, maybe it's not the McDonald's, it's more so the case of you're prioritizing your work and now you don't have time to cook. Yeah. And so the McDonald's just falls like, naturally. Like, so you're prioritizing your work and your family. Exactly. Like a lot of people beat themselves up because they're like, oh, I'm overweight, I'm not confident. But the thing is, you've been making poor choices, but that's because you're so stressed from work because you've not made the right choice there. It's usually a really good a really good uh, sign for this is that you all you can never change your trigger, right? So, yeah, for example, yeah, yeah. whenever you get a trigger that causes you to binge eat or causes you to go to McDonald's or causes you to whatever it is, yeah. you can't change the trigger, which is stress. That's why people then go from stress to drinking. That's the trigger and yeah, the response. Yeah, yeah. But you can change your response. So, for example, when I'm stressed now, I don't always go to the gym because that takes up a load of time. What I do now when I'm stressed is I usually sit outside with a cup of tea. You'll hear me say this, grind my feet, and I try and breathe. Or I go outside and just anywhere just yeah. for a minute or two to yeah, walk yeah, and it yeah. resets me so you change the trigger i can barely say that and then change the trigger sorry so you ch you can't change the trigger you can just change the response and that's yeah, the yeah, key yeah. because if you are always stressed and your response every time is i need drink i need a holiday i need this you're you're creating a you're creating a suver for the main issue and you're not being yeah. able to sort the trigger now you can't remove the trigger fully you can no. sort of self-soothe to an extent with other things yeah, yeah, yeah but it's picking that as well and i feel like that's very very key as well so for example if you are picking self-love and you're like right i need to accept myself a bit more maybe i'm not the most productive yeah. Right, well, were you a little bit more productive? Are you expecting too much of yourself? What is the trigger that's causing you this? You're seeing people on Instagram make loads of money, right? Well, can I remove these people? Yeah. Can I can I move the needle forward in one area of my life? What is holding me back? And then just work on that. Chill the fuck yeah. out. Too, too yeah. much of society now has this overwhelming pressure that everybody has to be making loads of money. Everybody has to have loads of followers. That's where ripped the shit. Everybody has to be shredded 24-7. And I can tell you now, it does fuck all for you if you're not a good deep down person. It's one of yeah. these things where... You having fun with your family going out for a meal, there's nothing or wrong fun, with that. Or having fun with yourself. Or watching, seeing that, see this, like, don't get me wrong, like, if you need time back, right, and yeah. you're a really busy dad and you have kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, maybe you shouldn't ideally be watching Netflix, maybe you should spend more time yeah. with them. But if you really enjoy Netflix, yeah. fucking watch right. an episode of Netflix and don't have some ball bag that's 23 living at home going, you need to make money, you need to make money because this is the light. Where's that the fuck accent up. from? Who's that? I fucking hate Who are you like mocking? Mate, I'm probably marking myself four years ago. <laughs> and it's one of these things where I'm just so sick of yeah. this, like, the more is the answer. Sometimes yeah. actually just framing with less expectations. Because yeah. that is realistically why we don't we don't love ourselves or we don't self-accept is because we have this expectation that we need to look like X. We need to perform like X. Yeah. We need to do this. And whenever we don't meet these expectations, we're not content. And then it leads us to being unhappy, unfulfilled. And I feel like that's very, very important with but, the self. But you know what? Like, as you said, it's okay to sit on the sofa. Nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, the only time it's not okay is if you're, you're using excuses for some reason why... X, Y, and Z is not getting done. You're like, oh, I don't have enough time. I didn't get that done. And you're like, right. But you chalked off a season of Yellowstone. It, you know, and then there's, you're like, well, maybe if you really want these things to change, instead of watching 10 episodes in the week, watch four. And then with the other six hours that you've saved, put that into the thing you want to change. Or, as you said, you know, if it comes down to no, you're going out five nights a week. No, say you're going out five nights a month, say, right? Just go out two nights a month. And in that way, you might be a wee bit healthier. It's like the trigger, when we were talking about triggers, it's like people always talk about this one, right? You're like, I'm going to behave yourself this weekend. You go into the pub, you have one pint, and the next thing, somebody, you're, you're, you're ordering fucking a bag. 
right? People are like, oh, I don't know why I do this to myself. Because alcohol is the trigger. Alcohol is the thing that makes you move on to the next thing. And it's not, you know, it's up to everybody's, it's, you know, your personal choice. We're no, not saying like you don't have to do that, but. I advise you're, against drugs if, if you're making If you're making excuses that, oh, it's this, it's that, it's the trigger is you're going out for alcohol and then the the next thing you're moving on to is drugs, right? P- personally, I don't give a fuck. It's up to yourselves. Do what you want, but don't make excuses about it. You know, you know yeah. exactly what's going to happen. It's not as if, oh, that's a shock. It's just a shock that the number's been on your phone and you lift it and you ring your mate and go, can you sort this out? No, it's, that's not a shock to the system. You you probably premeditated that it was going to happen. Feel with the drug thing. Like, I'm just... It's not that I have a really strong point now because I've taken majority of drugs known to man. But for me, I feel like the piper is always... The, the, the bill always comes due with drugs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The piper always needs paid. And the thing is, you can get a real high, 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 but you'll always get a real low, low, low. And the problem is, a lot of people are doing it weekend after weekend after weekend and then wonder... Or night after night after night. Three years later, why am I not in a good position? And once you get that feeling, that's when you need to change, not fall further down the pit hole because yeah. you've already dug yourself a hole. You now need to get out of it. And I remember how I dug my hole pretty fucking deep and it took a while to get out of it. Yeah. And sticking your head in the sand going... It's just, oh, you know, I don't know why I do this to myself. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. That is that is the way I used to be, and that is not going to serve you. Yeah. Uh, and I think that leads into the the next point that we we had noted, and it's one of these things where, see, whenever you break it down, it's it's looking after your mind. That's the main thing that we had sort of just. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I feel like obviously anything that chemically changes your head, whether it's a spliff, whether it's a drink, whether it's a addiction, whether it's there's nothing wrong with these temper. Like, there's nothing wrong with having a drink. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of drugs here and there. If you, if you, it doesn't affect you negatively. Yeah. But it's up to you to walk that line and know where you are. Like, people will say, oh, well, I smoke a joint. It keeps me right versus I don't drink. Yeah. Versus some people like to go out for a few pints. But you have to decide what line you want to walk and you have to walk that line versus telling yourself, this is just how I am. This works for me when it's really not and the paper's going to need paid, fucks you over in the long run. And I feel like for me, the main things that look after my mind personally, I don't know about you, I would like, I would like your take on this is, Number one, I need some sort of me alone time for the day. It can be 10 minutes. Yeah. It can be in the morning. It can be evening. I need just time to decompress, right? That's no music. That's no nothing. It's just two minutes to decompress, five minutes to... Number two is reflecting at some time during the week. I do not expect it every day. Not everybody has fucking time to journal every 10 minutes. At the end of the week, what went well? Why it went well? What went shit? Why it went shit? Yeah. And what you're looking forward to next week and what are you planning? So, you know, it gives you more to look forward to. It gives you to improve on. Yeah. It gives you strengths. But that's it. Just reflecting because if you don't stop and take a look around, you'll be going in the wrong direction. And realistically, probably the third, the third, fourth, and fifth thing is I eat well, I train well, and I try and get a walk in nature at some stage throughout the week just to reset my head. And by, see, by eat right and train well, you do not need to track every macro. I'm talking have a bit of edge a day, have a bit of fruit, have some protein, yeah. have some carbs. Exercise, you know, it could be a five, 10 minute walk a day. It could be go three times to the gym, one run, you know, build your own routine that complements your life. And then the walk in nature is literally just because the more sunlight we get, the more exposed we are. I always just feel more at peace. That's why I do the dips. That's why I do everything. Them sort of main principles really look after my head. And it's like doing something for your head, something for your body, something for your soul. And the more you look after them three areas and anybody that thinks soul is bullshit, Whenever you are really connected to that, like that's your roots, that's who you are as a human. That's sort of like, yeah. I know that sounds really odd, but I do believe that you've got your body, you've got your mind, and then you've got who you are, and that's your soul. Because when your mind talks to you, 
That is just your thoughts. That's not actually yeah. who you are. Um, and it mightn't be... You're having a two-way conversation sometimes. Do you ever notice but that? You can lie to yourself in your mind. No, you yeah. can... Your internal dialogue can lie to yourself. It can back yourself up when you know... You, well, you don't know, but deep, deep down, it's the wrong thing. But do you ever, like, get into a situation where, like, you have a row with someone and then you walk away and then as if you're talking to yourself about how you're definitely in the right and they're definitely in the wrong and you're, like, playing out scenarios that haven't happened. You're like, if I go back up there, I'm definitely going to slap him. That, yeah, and you're like, you're almost, you're playing it out in your mind and you're almost going, right, you need to be ready because you're going back up here and he's going to say this and you're going to say this back and you're going to end up, someone's going to end up hitting somebody and you probably need to be first. But then you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? I'm already walking this way. I'm not even going back near this guy. Yeah. But in your head, you've you've almost had a fight. Well, like it, it sort of relates to like the I sort of like to call it whenever I talk to people, and and this is quite de- like deep, and you'll not have heard me talk about. It. It's like the modern man's chakra. Do you ever see like the yeah. the image of like the Indian stuff where it's yeah, got yeah, like yeah. so your head, your body, your soul, your gut. It's got all these different yeah. spears. I do believe that's why people say, listen to your heart, listen to your gut, listen to your head. Yeah. Then you talk about your soul, you talk about your body because all these things are interlinked, but I don't believe they're all one. They're all different yeah. parts of you. And I do believe the more you train certain parts, the better you get. But that's why, for example, like whenever you are having a fight with somebody, as you said, you can be stubborn and that's your yeah. mind telling you, but your internal dialogue. And that's why, for example, like you'll notice sometimes, like for example, I was in the gym last night and I was really struggling, deep, deep side of that in here. And my body was going like, I'm fatigued, I'm wrecked. And then in the back of my head, I'm going, you, you've you got this, you've got this. So then how is your mind having one side of that conversation? It's not, it's two different parts of you. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get overwhelmed with like, what? And see whenever somebody yeah, explained yeah, to yeah. me before that your thoughts aren't actually who you are. No. That's not who you are as an individual. That's just your brain popping random thoughts. So see when you get a thought like, yeah. uh, for example, like uh, I'm a dick, I'm not good looking, whatever it is, you can go, no, nah, I don't want that. Throw that away and think yeah. of something else. When you dwell on it, you're still picking that. You're letting your mind run rampant and you need to bring it back to that moment. That's where meditation comes from, all that breathing. When you breathe CBT. back in, Yeah, when you breathe and focus on breathing, it brings you back to your breath. It allows you to focus on what you are right now, present, feel the ground, and it washes away them thoughts. And that's why the notice, if you do long spells of meditation, everybody rants about it and you're probably thinking, oh, that's bullshit. That's why then people tend to be more calm, more at ease yeah. because they're used to thoughts coming in. So when you meditate or you breathe or you do breathing practice, see when you're trying to be still, you will get every thought. You'll get, why did that girl break up me when I was 15? Why why'd my dad do this? What, what about this? I'm a bad person and memories come up. And all you want to do is breathe, exhale it and just think of a new thought and it's letting yeah. your mind drift then pulling it back and see the better you get at letting your mind drift that way see when you're lying in bed at one in the morning and you're thinking of all yeah. these shit that went wrong with your life you can just start and pull yourself back to reality because every time you're thinking of the past it's a waste of time every time you're planning too yeah. far ahead you're giving yourself anxiety because of situations that can happen whereas staying present through that breathing practice and actually focusing on the fact that thoughts are not real they're just your fucking mind running rampant. Will actually change your perception on them and allow you to take more control. It's the thought tree, isn't it? That was called. Fuck, that is fucking just knowledge. I have no clue what it was, but it's I just the, feel like a the thought tree. So if it's if it's not real, you can throw it away. Yes. So you can't control it. So you just grab it and throw it away. It's like it's it's, it's the basis of dealing with anxiety in a way. Felt like you were Charlie Sloth there, and I was on BBC Radio One. I was just firing no, the booth. rapper, <laughs> spitting it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> that, and then the. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's the kind of thing where I was just thinking when you were saying it and it's I think it's Park O'Hara place where Mayo said it a couple of years ago Mayo 
if anybody knows anything about GA, love to make things hard for themselves. And he said someone that's really, it always resonates to me, goes, we always like to start at the bottom of the hill. And it's just, it's a male thing, make things hard for yourself. But and when you think about it in this kind of term, you know, if you do all these negative things, but yet you want to work on your own mental health, that's not going to help you. When you're starting, you're, you're going to put yourself at a minus 10 when you really want to be a 20. Instead of starting at zero, you're doing all these negative things at the weekend. Who, what, and then that's affecting you during the week. And then you're wondering why work shit, relationship shit, life feels a bit tough. Because life isn't that easy. Like, like you know, modern society is fucking tight going at times. But at the weekend when you're unwinding and you're starting Monday at minus 10. I believe it is one of them things where modern life is easy. We just perceive it as tough. It is tough. No, don't get me wrong. It's no, well, I, think, I think it's it's tough in a, in a sense where the rat race is harder. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. rat race is harder because... Like the problems aren't as severe, oh, but no, the they pro- seem no, more no, severe. No, no, it's not the problem part. It's, it's you know... Navigating, maybe. Navigating, and, and people do... People, like, anybody who's listened to this podcast is probably someone who strays for more, right? Yeah, do you know what's a really good... Sorry. Whereas years ago, people would have just... You got a job and you took it. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Like, you have so much choice now, whereas, like... For example, I remember talking to my granddad. My granddad didn't have shoes for the first eight years he was walking to school. Like, I know that sounds nuts. Yeah. And I remember him explaining how he was glad he lived close to school because he didn't have to walk far. Yeah. And sometimes you go, and I was like, that was only probably like 100, like 80, 80 years ago now. Uh-huh. He, don't get me wrong, he's long dead now. But uh, it's one of the things where like, he wasn't overly focused on the fact of like, what fresh set of trainers. He just would have loved a pair of fucking flip-flops. Yeah. And it's one of them things where people think, well, he wasn't that pair. My ones were very not well off. And it's one of these things where when you break that down, now you have the decision to actually go and try and get happy. Yeah. Versus people had no choice but to be happy with fuck all. That's why like, yeah. I remember my mum talking about them having the same dinner for months and months and months on end. Whereas you get a Chinese delivered to your house, everything's perfect on it, but the chips are a little, not little, not just as crispy as you like and you're annoyed because aye. it's your cheap meal. Yeah, yeah, Fuckers yeah. Fuckers eating potatoes for a fucking century. Do aye, you know what I mean? Fucking, you, you're just struggling to get by. Like I remember like our ones talking about how they would have you know, leftovers the day after. And it, it does, it is that perception. So things are tougher because your problems always seem, them problems now are just as big as problems then, but the problem yeah. is it feels like more of a, a perception now because there's so much choice. And you're spo- but we're also more, spoiled. There's we're more spoiled. variability too but now. we're spoiled. And, you know, yeah. we're, compared to, as you said, like your granddad walking in bare feet, was listening to two Johnny's podcasts the last few weeks. Those people in fucking Tipperary didn't have running water until the 80s. Yeah. Like people were, were shitting in dry toilets. Oh, Jesus Christ. And going out to the well, like I, I, I thought, I thought your boy was spoofing. I thought, well, I thought the guy's grant or father was was, going on was winding ends. him up. And then the amount of people texting in was like, no, that's that's a thing. Like, True. That's that's the goes like there go. There's still people we know in like rural areas that have just literally got an outside tap. See, I find that very interesting because it's one of these things where you forget like to be grateful for the small things like that, and then yeah. You, your perception does get warped. They got losing their mind a couple of weeks ago because our, our internet wasn't strong enough to download this podcast. Yeah. And me and you were texting each other like, what Fuck the sake, fuck? Yeah, we need to get someone to help us. And like, we're like, Jesus. Like, it's because the variable, it's because the variability in scope yeah. now. It's because, see back in, I'm sure 60 years ago, there was probably way more of a divide between upper and lower class. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the last 50 years, it's a lot more middle class. And then there's extremes of either side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. There is homeless. There is that. But a lot more people are low to middle class. Yeah. But they can still see 
they're really, really well off. And then this gives us false sense of what life should be like if you're lucky, if you're born well, into the wealth. Well, that's that's a problem. The yachts, that's the, the problem with social media too. Yes, especially the. I remember when anybody that remembers when Twitter first came around. Twitter was the first social media platform that you could actually speak to a celebrity on. So you, you, they were there. Hierarchy. So it didn't seem like they were that far away. You know, it didn't seem like, oh, he's away in Hollywood. You're like, he's on fucking Twitter. He's actually just checked into uh, some restaurant in LA. And people people pretend it doesn't matter, but it does create this. I don't believe anybody's above and anybody's below you. I don't believe fucking Kim Kardashian's above me or below me, or I don't believe somebody's earning. But I honestly feel like you need to just line out everybody in the same field. The problem with these followers... And the problem with all this is that it creates this hierarchy in the mind of like, Joe, whenever you're in school and there's this hierarchy of who's popular. Yeah. And then Joe, for example, in most schools in Ireland, Northern Ireland, it'll be like minors are like the yeah, holy yeah, grail. Yeah. They're the jocks. They're the people that look at that. They get the women. As you get older, Joe, this can lean towards money and followers. Yeah. And the funniest thing is people go, well, it doesn't really matter. And I'm going to be straight as fuck. If you turn around to most people and you go, add me on Instagram and you have 100 followers. Yeah. Or you have 200,000 the person will automatically think more of you oh, if you have 200,000 followers. And if you say otherwise, you're talking out your arse because we're fucking hardwired that way. And that yeah. sucks fucking Has ass. that happened to you before? Yeah, 100%. Well, it happened to me. You'll turn around and go, holy fuck, you have 100,000? As if I'm a better person for it. No, yeah. if anything, I could be more likely a ball bag from it. And it's one of these things where, for me, see that, that actually sickens me a little yeah, bit. because it annoys me a wee bit. And the thing is, I feel exact same. It, yeah. it, and you don't mean to, it's just hardwired into this. It's exact same with the way I know that sounds odd, but it's the exact same way as like whenever somebody's well looked after in school, they're doing their county footballer, they're putting a pedestal, they're putting a hierarchy that they're now better than you when they're not. Everybody's on the same level. But society is almost this ingrained in us because yeah. it wants us to chase the carrot so that we're too occupied in that. So we then force feed into this fucking loop chain. And it's one of these things where that's one of the reasons why Facebook, for example, got rid of that short form content. A lot of the yeah. time it wasn't pushing reels like TikTok and Instagram. They didn't buy into that because they felt it was ruining society. Versus now Instagram's trying to make more people viral. It's fucking doubling down. So more people are spending time making content, consuming it. And it's just this constant loop of more and more shit that's going to eat up your, your thought process. And, and, and it does eat up your mental health too. Fucking Because the thing people have to remember, and this is actually going to be part of my eight minute hustle, is online isn't real. So all them problems that it's given your head aren't real. It's how you're percepting or how you're looking at something, or how you're creating a scenario that, like, people might look at you and look at the success. You know, the, the, and they do this in music too, overnight success. Overnight success is very rarely a thing. And everybody wants that, but then nobody wants to put in the hard yards and the work. Like, nobody, nobody sees the hard days where they just see, like, if anybody looks at, like, LeBron James and thinks his life is perfect, is in La La Land, even though he's getting paid a mental amount of money to play basketball, the pressure on him, the pressure from the city of LA on that man, the pressure and his family, and now his sons and all coming through, the pressure, they were going, oh, he, the son's so lucky because his dad's LeBron. If you don't think that 50% of the nation wants that fella to fail, because he's LeBron's son and he's getting handed these chances, and or, well, perceived to be handed these chances, right? Doesn't mean... If you look at someone that's super successful and you look at them in awe and go, fuck, I'd love their life. See if you... See what the more money you have, the more power you have, the more following you have, 
comes a lot of responsibility. If you want to be, if you want to keep it and be successful, self responsibility. Yeah, like, self responsibility. Keep your head in check. So if you're like, like you could look at like people like that runs these big multinational companies and go, I'd love Elon Musk's money. Well, but would you like his problems? But most, yeah, but at the same time, most people I know that were born into wealth, yeah, aren't can, more content than me. They're worse off. They're because, worse because they have no value of money. Exactly. And then the thing is, they don't value the freedom that comes with it. And then they feel unfulfilled because they don't feel like the purpose. Yeah. And when you don't have purpose, you don't have passion. You don't know what you're driving towards. You're lost in the ether, and then they struggle yeah. to find purpose, and they latch on to other things. So usually, I do notice that it's one thing. Like that's one of the reasons why you'll notice a lot of wealthy individuals don't. Sp- Try not to always spoon feed their children is because you do create this like the issue of generational wealth. That's why generational wealth is usually able to last two generations. Yeah. And then it usually fizzles out if the person doesn't nurture it right. And because they haven't been taught the skill sets of how to build and keep the wealth, they've just inherited it, which is a completely yeah. different ballgame. Yeah. Now, there is individuals who get a business off their dad, but they still are taught how to work hard. And that does come down to parenting. I don't have a clue about parenting. Don't get me wrong. I have no fucking notion. But that also comes down to value systems, moral systems, and how people are actually tuned in the world. And it's just one of the things where very easy to say that here now, but it's very tough to turn around your child whenever you've got the money. It's no flinch not to buy them a car for their first 17th birthday joint. Oh, well, no, I know, I know, I know families. There's people that'll be outliers that as well. I know, no, I, know, I know families that could, I know a family, uh, uh, one one guy I'm thinking of in general, could probably buy the entire Holy Lands tomorrow and it won't make a dent. It won't make, he wouldn't even fucking lose breath, right? And his son has to pay rent himself. Yes, and yeah, he, he's good. instilled that into them that, no, come a certain point in life. No, the dad, the, the catch net will be there, but he allows the fella to make mistakes. He allows the fella, the fella has to pay his own way, he goes on holidays with the lads, but there's none of this tripping about in G-Wagons. Now, there's G-Wagons parked in their fucking front yard. There's Range Rovers, there's everything. The son is in a golf and the son bought it himself. Yeah, but see, I and think it means more values. to the, it, it, no, I, I seen the son put up the post and he was chuffed. He bought his first car. Yeah, but I, I rate that. Like, and, for example, like I, when I was 14, I got sent out to work. Yeah. Uh, underage, obviously, shouldn't be saying, but £3.40 an hour I was getting. And people laugh at that. Like, I worked six hours on a Saturday and was getting like, what, 20 quid in my hand. Yeah. And I would spend, I'm not joking, about half that in my lunch. And the thing is, and say for my wants to buy me shoes to go to the work black boot like it probably actually broke me even going for a year to, to uh, work by the time you get all your everything sorted and all but it wasn't the fact of the money it's the fact of the principle the hard work stands by you like I remember waking up at four in the morning or five having to walk out to the place because I didn't drive lift newspapers off a van fucking hands cut off me and then fucking line them all out constantly do this for like an hour then do it in another shop yeah. And the thing is, it's not the money. It's, that's not what's important. It's the principle. And it's very tough to drill that into yourself when you're young. Yeah. So that's why it actually is important that if you don't have them principles now, you can look at that and not go, my one's done that to me or I wish yeah, I wasn't yeah, yeah. born. Re-. That is bullshit because there's somebody in your situation that turned out fine because they cut themselves on sooner. Yeah. Uh, Excuses like definitely feeds into that as we were talking about keeping your head right because everybody's born in a different situation. Just like if you were born yeah. really poor, yeah, 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 you can fall into that. Oh, why me? Look at him; he's the life, and you have to catch a grip because you need to ask yourself, well, their downfalls are where I can go stronger. Joe, you know? and I have pros that they don't like. I've had somebody really well off said to me before. I wish that my family is more like yours because you've got the work ethic from it. Yeah, so they've said that. Versus in my mind, when I was younger, the first thing I would have said is, oh, I wish my ones were as minted as yours because then I wouldn't have had to do fuck all. 
So it is just yeah. like Catch-22, but you have to keep your headspace right with yourself because everybody faces their own individual challenges. Yeah. And there's no right or wrong. Like me and you upbringing to somebody else's will create different insecurities, will create different issues. And everybody does have to navigate their own life. And that's why it's so difficult because there's not a roadmap you can follow. And I feel like that's what a lot of people are trying to follow now. You see somebody doing well and they think, oh, that's the life for me. That's where I want to go. Yeah. This is where everything goes. And the problem is they start following it and it feels great initially because they're getting momentum or something blows up and then they think this is who they are and then they ask themselves deep down, is this who I am? And it's not. You're you're, no. just, you're sort of following this path. Yeah. see that all the time. Someone now. else's path. It's not your... That's the other thing. It's like, I was listening, listening to the thing coming up here today and they were talking about people selling programs to get other people rich. Like... Just because you buy a program or someone doesn't mean it's going to make you rich. No, if you buy a $2,000 drop shipping program, it doesn't mean you're going to be a drop shipping expert. It'll always come down to your own personal actions. Every time. Every single time. Same with coaching. Same as, same as every, you know, if you look back at it now, and I, every single person that's sitting listening to this podcast now, could you have done better in school? 100%. Like, Anybody listening back and thinking about how they got on in school and, you know, with exams and, and different things, right? Because you're so far past that at this stage, you look back and go, fuck, I could have done a lot better. I should have done a lot better. But at the time, that's not what meant anything to you. You know, it didn't mean, you didn't, you know, it didn't matter. Yep. You no. Know, and at the minute, it probably doesn't matter to some people listening to this now because you're, you're in your career and you're doing what you're doing. But, if you think about it this way, in 10 years' time, you can look back at the point you're at now and go, could I done better in business now? If you if you think about it that way, you look back 10 years ago from where you're sitting now, you're probably in school or you're probably doing something. Could I have done things better back then? Yeah. Fast forward 10 years, where you are sitting now, if you're, if you're aware of where you are now in life, where you are now in business, could you be doing things better? Is your mental health where it should be, where it could be? Or do you realize that there is certain issues starting to poke their head and you can address them now and put them to bed nice and early or you can let them roll on and get yourself into shit maybe a year, maybe six months, maybe two days, maybe 10 years down the line. That's, a, that's another thing that people people don't address problems early enough. It's fair, I feel like that is a re, that's happened to me as well. And I feel like that's because life feels like it's moving 100 miles an hour and you're not taking responsibility to sit yeah. and reflect and go, what's going well, what's not? Yeah. And that's something that I've done recently and it does make a big difference. Well, life otherwise, do, you're yeah. walking into fucking walls. Well, life does travel 100 miles an hour, but there's 24 hours in a day. There's 60 minutes in an hour. It's all the same speed. It matters how you look at it. You take a step back. Like, I would say... That's key for looking after your head. I would say I'm juggling... I'm juggling probably about five or six plates at the moment, right? Spinning, spinning all these plates, right? Wish I wasn't hungry as fuck. <laughs> you just fucking hit. I'm fucking starving. Continue. <laughs> spinning these plates, right? I mean, I'm grateful to have food. Grateful. <laughs> it could be worse. I could not have had a meal. There we go. So I'm spinning all these all these plates, right? And sometimes I feel like I said in the last podcast that it's it's getting out of control, right? But it's not really. It's how I'm perceiving it's getting out of control because at the end of the day. The sun's going to set. The sun's going to pop up tomorrow. Tomorrow's another day. Just matters what I do with the time in between. You know, I'm, I, I, never, I never make excuses because most, nine times out of ten, I'm in control of most of the outcomes. The things that I can't control, I don't worry about. Fuck it. If it happens, it happens. What can you do? 
the stuff that I control, I'll never complain over because I take ownership of everything. If it fails, it fails. Learn, move on. If it's successful, successful. Learn to move on. Sometimes I should probably celebrate the success, but I don't. That's just who I am. I don't really celebrate that much success. Failure, take it on the chin, move on. I don't, failure won't, won't really change who I am. I'll always learn. But the thing is, if you're listening to this now and you're seeing small cracks appear, instead of going, fuck, I'll worry about it if it gets worse. How about filling them wee cracks now? Look at them now before the cracks become a big thing. People don't see the cracks, though. That's yeah. the problem. But hopefully now someone's listening to this now. You know, if you're listening to this right, right this second. And you right, don't think there's a crack in your life. There's a crack somewhere. There's a crack somewhere. There's a crack somewhere. And maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's work. Maybe, maybe. Ask it's, yourself what's not going well. Yeah. And, and then don't go, oh, that's just, uh, it's that person. It's me. It's the time. It's, uh, no, bullshit. Uh, that's complete. Or ask yourself what the shittest thing happened to you last week was. Or ask where you feel worse. You know, it could yeah. be something as simple as your sex life. It could be something as simple as your partner. This, and it can be stuff where you're like, no, nah, me and my partner are okay. That's not good. Yeah. You and your partner should be great. Yeah. Then that needs worked on because that's that's something that's a... Uh, if you don't work on something that's just okay, it turns to shit. Really good example is if you're just an okay shape when you're 20, usually when you turn 30 or 35... You turn to shit shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not, it's not, it's not been looked after as, as efficiently as it should be. And as you develop a marriage, a relationship, a job, a career, you nurture these things and they move forward. It's like watering plants. If you're not watering it constantly or letting little droplets go in, and you're not spending your energy on that, and I always use the idea of like your watering plants for like your time. You're not putting a little bit of time, a little bit of effort in, then these things come back to bite you in the arse. And I feel like that loops into the 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 idea of like looking after your mind. Like yeah, we but it's also like the red flag thing when we talk about looking for a significant other. If there's red flags at the start, right, the chances are them red flags are going to fucking pop up down the line. That person very rarely will work on themselves to so the only yeah. way they'll work on red flags is probably when they're not with you or they're in a very secure relationship and that can be I, would, I don't know if they even do it in a, in a secure relationship I think it's normally after a breakup depends. it it's depends on the person aye but I think it's normally some people grow really well do you know like so, one person's insecure do. if one person's very stable in every area of their life and the other person's say insecure yeah getting into that relationship with that very oh, yeah, stable yeah, yeah, person yeah, yeah, can yeah, help yeah. but a two unstable people they always make a mess but you also have to be willing to see like a red flag your own red flags are very hard oh fucking deadly to unless until something catastrophic what's happens. yours I know what mine is I'm red very impulsive in life or in relationships Every, everything I I, I I have to stop like for example I'd be quite impulsive like see I get offered like for example I was talking about Ken not be but like I was talking about right I got offered so many houses there and I was like yes makes money makes sense go yeah. go go right but I haven't even thought like Right, what is going on for the next three months? Aye. Do I have the fucking money? Do I have this? Do I have that? Like you're already going because you're like, oh, this sounds yeah. good. But not every good decision is the right decision right now, if that makes sense. So for yeah. example, just because it sounds good doesn't always mean it's the right move for you at that specific time point. But uh, for example, that goes the same with like dating. That goes the same yeah. with everything else. And uh, you might notice that as yourself with a red flag, but it's very tough to know that until you've made the mistake. Aye. And then you have to learn from it and you go, right, well, that was my issue. And then if you don't, Learn from it. You're just going to repeat and repeat. Exactly. That's, repeat. that's like a common thing we've been saying over like almost every other podcast. Mistakes are fucking fine as long as you learn. Move forward, move forward. But it's when you keep doing the same stupid, like everybody, like we've all got that one friend that you love him to bits, but he keeps 
Doing the same thing. Doing the same thing and fucking up the same thing. And you say to him, what happened there, lad? She was a nice one. Oh, sir, would he hear this? And then you're like, I already know what you were going to say to me yeah. because you do it all the time or you keep picking the same sort of girl who breaks your heart. Yep. And you never learn. And they're like, ah, but sure, it's great crack. And you're like, but yeah. you have to at some stage realize that this <laughs> needs to change. You need to break that cycle. Sort of loops on to that, like fighting the right person to say, oh, I just Aye. wasn't the one. Yeah. The one doesn't exist. It's who you're willing to work with. And yeah. It's who you're willing to build upon. And I feel like a lot of people are waiting for the right one. But what you're actually waiting for is the person who's developed in the way that you're looking, or at least you can compliment or you can help. Yeah. Or the person you're willing to put up for their shit with. But also the person that, you know, if you're waiting for the one, right? The person you're waiting there is on a one. could be right under your nose, but you just don't really know what you want yet. Or, you know, everybody, like everybody Everyone's. loves being in a relationship and there's nothing better being in a good relationship, right? But that that person that you're in a relationship now may, may or may not be the one, right? But may have been the one at one stage. You know, people change. You can still love somebody and have to let them go because it's not the right person for you. Exactly. Or That's it's, not, for or it's not the right time for that person. Or Like I've been through that lately. You can love somebody and you can both evolve differently yeah. and change yeah. and your like values I, change. I went through that quite lately where everything was really good and it was it actually was better than good, right? Except for the timing. The timing. Do you believe in the saying though where people turn around and they'll, they'll, somebody will kind of argue this point. If it mattered... The time wouldn't. No, or, that's not. That's not see true. The, you, see, it, depa- it depends if it's a real, if it's a real it's issue. The right person, wrong time. Whereas people go, oh, if it's the right person, the time won't matter. And I sort of nah, do lean into that. That's only people that's like living life in a fabricated form. Yeah, like if, a fairy tale. In a fairy tale. If the timing is wrong because of scenarios, real life scenarios. Like a really good example of this is a. You could meet the one, but it could be three weeks after you broke up with a 10-year relationship. Yeah. Or you you're probably meet, not ready for that and you could fuck that up. Or you could meet the one the day you're flying home from Dubai back to Ireland. You can meet the fucking one and you know something in your gut or something in your heart tells you this girl's the one. Is she looking or, you, or, you, or you meet her a week before you fly home. Say you're out, say you're in Dubai for six months and the full six months, shite all, but for the last month you meet the one. She lives in... Australia, you live in Newry, right? Timing couldn't be worse. She goes, well, I have a successful business in Newry. I, you have a successful business in Sydney, but it's not an online business. So you can't move in between. What are you going to do? Timing just sucks. Yeah, and then you're left picking between like your family and then you're left picking exactly. work. In the, so and I do believe you can make people make life hard on themselves. There is time. certain times where timing... Jump. The timing's wrong, but it doesn't matter. But there is certain times where there is external issues that job feel like the, there's a lot of pressure putting people to have a partner oh yeah like there's like people like because i'm single at the moment people go are you single and you're like yeah and you're fuck and you're like what <laughs> like what what's they're shocked that, that is that it no they're like fuck damn right i didn't think you'd be single you know and you're oh, like they're like talking down is it like oh, this uh, is oh a bad that's thing. a bad and they're like jesus sorry it's like someone going to you well demand you're gonna know i was actually in hospital I'm like oh fuck sorry to hear that Yes. Like, sorry to hear you're single. And you're like, well, oh, no, that's grand. You must be miserable. Uh, and the funniest thing is a lot of a lot of men in particular that I talk to that are married and older, and I'm not going to say who, 
aren't aren't overly fucking happy. They're very stressed. They don't sound like they love their kids a whole lot. Now, don't get me wrong. People say, I always laugh at the, Aye, the jokes. At the jokes. Like, I always laugh at the jokes, you know, where the people say, have kids, have kids. And then when you have kids, they turn around and they go, welcome to hell. Uh, it's like a big yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. But I do, I do believe, don't get me wrong, there is people who absolutely love their kids and they have the best time and, and men are like that. But I do believe a lot of men think, this is just what has to happen. This is the next step. Yeah. Women have a lot of pressure on them, I believe, as well, that loops in. Now, I do believe, and uh, Jordan Peterson hates this very, very highly, like to do, when a woman hits 50 plus, if she has had a single life completely and say she's completely career-driven, yeah. there needs to be a large emphasis on her career still to keep yeah. her moving. Because whenever you do hit that wee bit of an older time period, like 35, 40, 50, 60, 70, I do believe your values do lean more and more towards family and time and you start to really catch on what matters. And if you have spent all your time in other areas, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But it does sort of linger in towards that. And I feel like that's why most people do end up leaning towards a relationship because it's why people get very nervous around their, their woman clocks and stuff like that because yeah, well, they feel like it's yeah. now or never. And I do feel like there's that real pressure put on people. But I do believe, see, when you put that pressure, you're going to get a relationship and you're going to get a kid. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the right person. Yeah, you can rush into shit. You know, it does like the other thing is about time and wise relationships as you said you're coming out of a long term and then jump straight into another long term chances are that's not going to work out unless no. like you're just going to settle for it no if your relationship broke down it's going to take you what six months a year to really not get your head right but improve yeah well it just all depends on the reason it broke down like it's I just I do believe you know, like if you don't heal your own wounds you're going to bleed all over somebody else though. well like, that, that's the thing and then if you get two people in the same scenario that that that's where the problem I say if someone uh, the female's coming out of a bad relationship or coming out of a bad breakup the fellas coming out of a bad breakup they'll just settle for each other because they're both in the same wavelength of I need to be in a relationship because they, on, they only feel validated Selling. they feel Fucking validated because they're in a relationship and then there is people like just go relationship to relationship relationship because they won't do anything without a relationship they like, do, but they don't, know, they don't know how to be single they don't know how to be solo like, like the amount of people that is afraid to travel solo yeah. is fucking mind-boggling. And the thing is, too, you can also travel with friends. Like, see but, anything you can do as a couple, you can do as a friend. But also, like, the, even even the, for the simplest thing, right? The amount of people that are afraid to go to the cinema on their own. I don't understand And that. they think it's fucking mental. I do enjoy I do enjoy company, though. Like, see, see laughing in a movie by yourself or with people. Yeah. It's better with people. But, but I wouldn't miss out an event the, because I couldn't go with somebody else. The first time I ever went to cinema on my own, right, was la... You know what it was? It was... Last the day after Paddy's Day last year. What'd you say? Spider Man, and I've never seen another Spider Man in my life. No way oh, home. Only the final one, yeah. Oh sweet. Because my flight, my flight was Fuck, my flight was delayed in Edinburgh, and I was you stuck in Edinburgh. You watched the ninth Spider Man and not the first. Aye. Oh, <laughs> you probably didn't fucking ball. So my flight was on. delayed, right? So I went to sit on my own, and it, you know, I swear to God, it was so liberating. It's you zone out. It's very good. For it like, was so yeah, liberating. Relaxing. Now I was hanging out my arse but it was the most liberating. And then I went to see... Just get a picture of you in the cinema and the nip. I went, to see Maverick, I went to see Maverick on my own. Oh, such a shame. And I was thinking, I'll go at half ten in the morning. Nobody will be here. Cine World, unreal. Best idea I've had. Landed in. Round. Just random men, all on their own. Dads, I love that though. Dad's work band, boys in work gear going, you fucking went out of work too. You boys yeah. are meant to be building a house somewhere. And you're in Snickers, right? watching Maverick. I'd well believe it. And I was like, and like everybody kind of looked at each other and we, we nod. I know what you're at and you know where we're at. And I was like, this is fucking a half ten on a, a, on a Friday morning. Head, yeah. And everybody's like, and then there was this one granny came in with her son or came in with her, like a grandchild and she kind of looked around and was like, 
people were just scattered randomly over, but just single men on their own. And like there was, I think there was like one group of two, two fellas. And she came in with her child and she didn't realize the seats moved in the sun. Oh, <laughs> and it yes. scared the fuck. I mean, one of them, it yeah. scared the life out of her. And then that brought me great amusement too, because every time it moved, she went, Oh Jesus. Yeah. And he he but like that's the thing. People the, going back to the mental health thing, that's a good sign of a strong uh I think a strong mind too is that you're okay to be alone. But I feel like that's like looking after your soul, and I feel like that's the part people neglect. They don't do it that is, because it they're is looking for after your soul, to... but it's also it's it's been okay. It's been brave and okay that you're on your own. Like, like believe the good. You have to believe good people around you do help. Yeah. And if you're fortunate enough to have family or friends, yeah, then you're laughing. You don't always need a partner. And I believe that pressure that's applied is just so not needed. It can actually take away from people in their twenties because they spend the whole time going or their thirties going fuck. Like I uh, just wish I had a partner. They're always searching on what they don't have rather than what they do. And whenever you're constantly wo- like looking at the grass is greener you are going to be fucking miserable. And yeah. I've done that. Everybody else does it. But the thing is, there's a difference when you catch yourself on and you agree in that thought process like we were talking about neuroplasticity. Nine positive emotions or nine positive thoughts for everyone negative, right? Well, I don't have a partner. Well, right. Well, number one, uh, I don't have to worry about anybody else. Yeah. Number two, I can go travel whenever I want. My money's my own. Well, I was going to say uh, money. I can sleep into whenever I can. Yeah. So you don't have to stress whatever people. You, don't you can lie take, in the middle of the bed. You can go to any restaurant you want. You know, there's there's so many things in the middle of the bed. You don't have to do somebody else's washing. You don't have to cook for somebody. There's, now, I'm not saying these are all great and people are like, oh, I'll be grateful to cook. But the thing is, there's a lot said as well for being able to look out for you and just build you and yeah. move forward. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're in a relationship and you've got somebody that cares for you, there's nothing better. Yeah. But it's making sure that you don't just feel... This is this is it, and it's it's the only thing that gives your life meaning. Yes, we're made to reproduce and yeah. all of there and have a partner and build a life together. I believe that is a very vitally important. But everybody is going to have different areas of their life. Some people are going to get in their eighteens. Some people are going to get in their twenties, their thirties, their forties, their fifties. And the idea that you're too late behind is exactly as I was saying with sex. Like yeah. Whenever I lost my virginity at nineteen, it felt late. Yeah, it, it was like eighteen, nineteen, and it, all of a sudden it was like, oh, like I'm way behind, and like you're you're even laughing now, and it doesn't phase me because it's one of these things where people be like, oh, that's very late. By who's I was laughing. Clock? I was laughing that you knocked a year off in two seconds. You went nineteen days. Nineteen years, eighteen. I was in round. That I was in round. Like I was. I but was, it was I the was same as when you got your first pube, and the other boys had a full boy, <laughs> full boy. They're like, I don't want a fucking minute, yeah, lads. Behind. Where the fuck did they come out of? And and it's it's this external pressure. So whenever I lost my virginity at eighteen, nineteen, I felt like this overwhelming like, fuck, that was late, and like I'm behind now. So you have to. And play catch-up? No, fuck. I never played catch-up. Uh, church, we went through numbers before and you wouldn't give out numbers. My numbers are below 10 for anybody else. He's a liar. And it's one of these things. I've been, I was in a relationship for like six years, so it's one of these things where like there hasn't been that much gap anyway. And I, I don't find, and I said this last time I was down here, I don't find any satisfaction from chasing tail or seeing yeah. how many women I can sleep with. That does But then what did you do? What me. did you do when you felt like you were behind? You just felt like you were behind? No, you because once I had sex, once I goes, that was it. Like, don't get me wrong, it was fine, it was good, it was great. But it's one of these things where I was like, that is all, ah. people are hyping this up so much. It's like the first time you drive and you get a car, it's great for like a week and then that's it. And ah, it wasn't, yeah, yeah, I yeah. never feel the need to catch up because all, it was like my first kiss, my first kiss was dead. I think I was like 14 or 15. Like that would have been late for most people. But whenever you kiss somebody, that's done and you're like, I made such a big deal of this. And it's the same yeah, with having a yeah, partner. Yeah. People make a massive deal of having a girlfriend, having a wife. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it is a really important part of your life, but the, the external pressure ruins the build-up. Uh, it's and not you're everything. Not, it's not enjoying the journey. You're not enjoying your life. It's like, what, do you know what's a really good example? When you're 17 
you just want to be 18 because you get your ID. Whenever you're 18, you want to be 21 because you want to be in uni. And then whenever you want to slow down. Whenever you're 21, you want to be 23 because you want a full-time job so you can afford more things. Whenever you're 23, you want to be 30 so you've got a house and more space. I don't know if anybody wants that. But like, this is the sort of thing where people do look, everybody, everybody, forward. Everybody wants to hurry up to their 21 and then they want to slow everything down. Yeah, like they exactly. They're like, no, I don't want to get older. I don't want to be 22. I don't want to be 23. I want to slow everything down. And when they're 29. Believe once you go into full-time work, it probably They're happens. like, they want to be fucking 21 again. Like the amount of people that's hitting 30 going, I wish it was in my 20s. I wish it was in my teens again. But it's like that thought process. People are chasing that partner, chasing that. This is what's going to make yeah. me happy. This situation, Chip. This situation is, is going to be the cursor. What happens then whenever your relationship breaks down and you've rushed into one of 25 and you're out of 35? Well, that's where, that's where the problems... Ha- when people... Society's different now too. People don't when, work hard in relationships. When people's relationship breaks down, it tells you more about them. See like, with friendships and all now too. Because like friendship breaks down, people don't try and rebuild it. They go fuck them. Versus years ago, people would have tried to patch things up. Well, see now, I would be on the understanding now that if a friendship breaks down and, and, the, and, the, and the other party isn't willing to work on it, then that's not a real friendship. At one stage, it may have been a friendship not now but it's not now because just people's life changes like everybody's got like their their school friend who they'll, they'll probably always be friends with for the rest of their life but as you get older and as the kids get involved wives girlfriends just life work general you you go apart but you're always there for each other but you don't have to speak every day you don't have to, you know, you don't have to do things together, but you're still friends. But it's just the same as hey, sometimes best friends can grow apart. And then they, they realize after 20 years of being a best friend, you're like, I don't really like that person anymore because we're both, them. we're both very different. And you know what? That's fine. You can still have love for them as the person who you went through a lot of your life with and as friends with, but you don't have to like them anymore. They don't have to be your friend, but you've always got to have that place in your heart for them because you went through school, you went through uni, you went through the hard times. But you know what? Life does change. You change. Everything changes. There's, yeah, you, there's certain stages where you'll be going right and they'll be going left. And exactly. And do. that's fine. You know, it's that, up to you if you want to try and nurture that plant and try and keep it with you. But yeah. a lot of the time, you will. And that's where, whenever you're 13, you're 15, you're 16, yeah. your friends seem like everything. And then very few of your friends that age stay. No, they don't stay because... Like, but it seems it, like such a big part of your life. It seems like it with, seems like everything. It seems like when you're when you're growing up, it's like oh, if you look if you go into say you go into a pub right, people between the age of like eighteen and twenty two are in groups of six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They're all all the lads are in the pub. When the boys are in the thirties, right, with two other boys maximum, because life changes. You know, friends. When you're young, your friends group, you're going buses places. Imagine a 30-year-old, if someone in their 30s trying to organize a bus these days. You'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't Senior I don't know. Bus. I don't know 52 people. No, fuck off. But yet, when you're 18, you're like, no, lad, there's no room for you in the bus. I know, it's fucking nuts. You know, but that's that's just the way it is. When you're young, your friends group's massive. And then bit by bit. But you realize it's not friend group. It's just acquaintances. It's acquaintances. It's, it's the same as when we talked about in the everybody's last podcast. The about everybody's got the same goal and everybody wants pissed. everybody wants to be friends with everybody. And then when you go to uni, it gets a wee bit smaller and tighter. And when you get out of uni and you go into work, it gets smaller and tighter again. And then you have your work friends who aren't your childhood friends or aren't your home friends. They're just work friends. But it's just knowing the difference and, and cultivating that. And say when we talked about being on your own or being like people saying about, you know, I've got three really good friends. I think Joey Diaz talks about it. You have three really good friends. That's all you need. You know, yeah, quality over quantity. Quality over quantity. And it's like, when, you, when you're when you in a relationship and you get out of that relationship, 
Like it is hard and it does fucking suck ass at the start, right? But that's something you need to be, you need to be better in yourself so you can be better for the person as well, the other person in the relationship. If your relationship doesn't work out for whatever reason and you get out of that relationship and you think, oh, fuck them, it's their fault. No, you have to look at what... Same with family issues as same well. Same with family, same with every issue. Friends. If you don't work on yourself and learn from everything... It just will happen again. It'll happen again. You'll be back to square one and every three or four years you'll have that breakup or have that heartache and go, fuck's sake, I have no luck. No, because you keep falling into the same traps. Life's full of wee traps and if you keep falling into the same one, more fool you. I feel like that falls into a really good point to, to finish on is it's not just about the quantity of anything in your life. It's about the quality and the depth and that goes for everything. That goes for your workflow, your productivity, your family relationships, your friendships. Yeah. There's no point in trying to water a million trees. Pick who's important to you and focus on depth because in the end of the day, that's what's really going to matter to you. It's not going to matter if you had 50 acquaintances. It's what's going to matter is who you'd close, close to you. And that's really, at the end of the day, what's most important. And I think unless you want to touch on anything, we'll wrap. We'll wrap it up. Uh, like, share your story, please, especially if you found it good because this is building us like, fuck. And then rate and review. And and where can you find us? You can find us on YouTube and Spotify. So he says YouTube first because it's Tony McAlevey. Yeah, fact. YouTube. Look at him. He's fucking self-obsessed. Seeding, seeding. And you'll also find us on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts for audio, Spotify, and YouTube for video and audio. The video is the main thing because you get to look at the big man. The video is so. the main thing. And Thank keep you Keep sharing, much. rate, and reviewing. And yeah, cheers for everything, guys. Have a good guys. one. And let us know how you find the in-person videos and we'll go from there. We'll do more.